0: The answer.
2: Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us. It is a Wednesday, the 15th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2021. And we certainly appreciate you being with us. We have a very special program for you today. It's a special program for me because for a change, I get some help. Uh, I've got a co-host in the studio with me. Uh, And this co-host is going to do all of the work. Yeah. He's going to answer all the tough questions that you usually have for me. He's going to provide all of the insights that I usually provide for you. In studio with me for both hours of the program today, my special co-host is the fourth congressional representative in the state of Ohio, the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan, live and in studio and okay. ready to handle your calls. Good morning, Congressman. How are you? Good morning, Bob. You may
3: that's way too much. The title co-host for some... <laughs> for some country boy who just, you know, spends his time trying to stop liberals from ruining the country, that, that's
2: pretty that's pretty big. Um, but it's good to be with you We today. share that goal. I yeah. do it in a different way <laughs> than you do. You do I it. try to you I try to inform job. and educate and change some minds, but you've got the actual <laughs> policy uh, hammer in your hand. Or at least you do when you have the majority. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know you're fighting hard for us. Congressman, before we get started, first of all, I want to tell everybody listening right now, I literally mean what I just said. Congressman Jordan wants to hear from you. That's why he's here he wants to answer your questions so whether you're a fourth uh district constituent of his or not i am i happen to be in that district which is to my great benefit but whether or not you are his constituent if you've ever thought to yourself i wish i could ask congress as a body i want to ask them this or i want to say that um this is your opportunity Congressman has volunteered to come in here and sit with me for two hours and take your questions and your calls. What is the most important thing to you facing the country? Maybe facing our state or your district, whatever the case might be. If you've ever had a question for Congress, now is the chance to ask it. 216-901-0945 and triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Either one of those numbers will get you onto the airwaves. Now, Congressman, if I could uh, ask you to... Uh, uh, pause with me for just a moment. I start every broadcast. um, And this was in large part because of the Democrats at some committee and subcommittee hearings earlier. Well, actually, I think it was even last year. I've been doing this for a while now, where there was a dispute as to whether or not they should begin their proceedings with a pledge. Sorry, committee. It was your committee? committee? Yeah, okay, okay. It was our committee. Okay. Lean in there to yeah, that, microphone. Yeah, it was our committee. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it
3: was our committee. I didn't remember
2: which one it was. Yeah. I just remember being furious about it. And, and I remember you guys uh, doing the pledge anyway yeah. against their, you know, uh, uh, objections. But since that time, I have been playing the Pledge of Allegiance to start our committee meeting, which is our program here yeah, each wonderful. and every day. So, uh, So I always tell my Patriots, and they love this, by the way. When I go out and I give speeches and I have events and I see people in public, they thank me and they say they do. They stand God, in their living rooms. Yes. They stand wherever they are. So I'm going to ask you now, again, as a patriot, uh, please stand. If you have a flag nearby, uh, please go ahead and okay. face it. Even if you don't, uh, just go ahead and look at the little one in the corner yep, there. I see That's it. right. That's I see perfect. Uh, even if you don't, go ahead and um, uh, please place your hand over your heart and join us. Leftists, Biden voters, Taliban supporters, you can sit this one out. We know how you feel about our country.
4: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of
0: America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
2: That means a lot to people, Congressman. And thank you for standing, by the way. I want everybody to know we're not on video, but uh, Congressman Jordan did stand here. There's a little... Uh, like an Independence Day, maybe left over from the 4th of July, just like a little kind of an ornamental thing in a corner of a window here in our studio that's got a little tiny American flag on a stick there, and that's what Congressman Jordan stood and, uh, and faced for our, for our pledge. So thank you. You know, Congressman, I want to start there. Um, we'll get into Millie and everything that happened yeah. yesterday, what was revealed in a moment. Um, I did a speech uh, a few nights ago. Somebody asked me, to give a talk on the four key issues facing our country. And they said the reason why is, you know, there's so many uh, extraordinarily important things. We end up trying to juggle them all, and eventually they get dropped mm-hmm. because you can't focus on 15, 20 different things at once. So I was asked to narrow it down to the four most important things. And before I even gave that speech, I thought to myself that, for lack of a better way of saying it, patriotism... um Pride, belief in American exceptionalism could make that list. Now you can't you can't establish policy in Congress to make people more patriotic, to make people more proud, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like particularly with the young people today. They are being taught in some cases overtly to hate the country, to believe it was founded on horrible things and terrible principles and it has never evolved. We haven't worked to cure our ills and to, and to amend, you know, uh, you know, to, to atone for our sins and so forth. Um, but the others are just not paying attention at all. They don't have a belief in American, um, you know, exceptionalism. How important of an issue do you think that is? I feel like I no. could have made that one of my four top top issues or
3: well, maybe the issue maybe it's the fundamental issue we now have for the first time in america where one of the major parties <clears throat> one of the two major political parties is controlled by the left and the left doesn't like the country they, they don't like america they, they, they don't they, they don't understand what what you understand what your listeners understand what so many so is that many, new I, it is when in, did the jfk he loved the country the democrats so. of the 60s certainly loved the country uh, i i think it's a recent phenomenon. what about the democrats of the 90s I think it's I always use the, the example. Years. Yeah, I always use the example um of of a former congressman from up in this area, Dennis Kucinich. Dennis Kucinich is a true liberal. He 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 loves America. Yeah, he believes all that left wing stuff and he thinks he thinks I'm, you know, wrong. I think he's wrong. But he was willing to have a fair debate and loved the country and was willing to have the debate. Let's have the argument. Let's take your best shot. Let's get your best hold. Let's let's have it out like you're supposed to in American politics. Um And then if he won, great. If we, if I won the debate, great. We'll move on to the next issue. But he loved the country in that process. Today's left's different. Today's left says, oh, no, no, Bob, you're not even allowed to talk. You're some racist, no good, white supremacist. They they use all these crazy things that are are not true. They call you all kinds of names, and they say you're not even allowed to speak. If you don't agree with me, you're not allowed to talk. So that mindset, which doesn't like the First Amendment, doesn't like freedom, doesn't like what America's about – that is the scariest thing happening, and I'm, I'm convinced of it, and you see it manifest in the cancel culture and everything else. We see big tech and everything else, but that's the biggest threat.
2: What led to that shift? And, and, I, and I don't think the answer is Trump. I think it predates Trump, but not by a ton, because I think you're right. It is a, a, a very new, recent phenomenon. I, my own answer to my own question, and you can disagree, is the election of Barack Hussein Obama, a man who promised in his campaign to fundamentally yep. to fundamentally yep. transform the country, which, yep. of course, means I, I don't like this country the way it is. I want to change it to something else. And he won, and then he won again, and he did some extraordinarily dangerous things. That's just my view. Was that the beginning of this new shift from Democrats who still, even though we disagreed, so, love the country to those who don't?
3: That's probably as good of, you know... Place to point to the start of this as any uh you know historians would say oh no it's it, it has its roots in the 60s and and on and on and on they'll go so I, I don't know but what i do know now is the the left seems to control just about everything uh and this makes our fight much 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 more tough much much more difficult um the left controls the big media. The left controls big tech. The left controls big corporations. The left now controls big sports. Just, just watch the NBA. Uh, the left controls Hollywood. The left controls higher education. The left controls the federal bureaucracy. The left controls the White House. The left controls the United States Senate. The left controls the United States House of Representatives. But I always tell people for the, for the positive of this is always remember the left doesn't control we the people. And we the people can speak out and speak up and defend people who get attacked by um, – The cancel culture mob. Defend people who are standing for the truth. Uh, that's what we have to do now today. Every single time you see someone stand up for the principles that make America the best country ever, don't leave them hanging. Come to their defense. Speak out in favor of what they're doing, what they're saying. You're seeing this phenomena play out all across the country in school board races right now. That's right. You got, you got, I always, I've said many times uh, I have to deal with lobbyists in my job, but no high paid lobbyist will ever beat a mom on a mission. And these moms on a mission to change this Critical race theory baloney, this Marxist ideology that hates the country to get it out of their schools and focus on teaching history. Teaching the fact that America, while not perfect, is the greatest country ever. These moms are going to win a lot of races around the country
2: in a few years. They're going to be less than two months away yeah, from uh, from uh, school board. Uh, and then they're going to be
3: running for Congress in a few years, which will be a darn good thing. That that's the kind of attitude we need. And you're seeing that that kind of grassroots phenomena happen across the country. Help those people. If you're in a school district with that, it's not really happening near much in Ohio as it's some of these other states. Right. Uh, we got good schools for the, uh, by and large, I think, across our great state. But. Where it is
2: happening, help those people who are standing up for the truth. Back to the the original point of that exchange um, about where it began. Maybe it's a little bit of both column A, column B. It's Obama, but it does have roots in the sixties. Yeah. Obama didn't write rules for radicals, no. but he followed them. Yeah. he didn't. He yeah. didn't invent socialism, <laughs> but he made it popularized among the American Democrat Party and and made that leftist lurch so much stronger. That that stuff has been building for a very long time in this country, and I think he just kind of brought it to the forefront, embraced it, and now it's being uh, expanded. It even more by the by the biden and,
3: and and now but that's a great point bob and now what's happening is it's, it's the, the 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 way it's been the acceleration that social media allows for people to attack uh those of us who value freedom and value the values that that make america special i think that phenomena has what's really accelerated this push to say like bob france jim jordan you're not even allowed to talk we're not even going to have a debate you're wrong because i say so and all these people on social media who are leftists that they, they, they say the same thing and the piling on happens. And and a lot of a lot of people, I guess now surveys show sixty percent of the country is afraid to speak their mind. Because they know what, what Barry Weiss described in her resignation letter from the New York Times. Barry Weiss on the left described as they know if they speak out, they will face the digital thunderdome. I thought a pretty I pretty like ap- accurate it, term. It is. The Thunderdome will, will rain down on you and you will you will face all your employer will be harassed, your family potentially, the things they'll say. So that's what's making Amer- Americans reluctant, but we can't be reluctant to speak out. We have to do it.
2: Cancel culture is real, and, uh, and yes, a lot of it is, uh, takes place. It originates and, uh, and takes place on, online in the digital culture. I want to ask you one question about an issue. Mm-hmm. And then I want to take a time out, and then I want to go to these phone calls, which are already sure. packed up for you, because I do want you to hear from your constituents. You and I talk all the time, but you don't talk to them all the time, so we're going to make that happen. But I want to ask you about what we found out yesterday from the new Bob Woodward book about General Mark Milley. Now, we have all known, and you and I have talked about Milley for different reasons. Uh, you know about his embracing of of critical race theory and anti racism and Ibram yeah. X Kendi and trying to create a woke military rather than a prepared military, which is disturbing enough but Mm -hmm. what we have learned now if the reports in the book are true is that mark milley literally warned the chinese the chinese communist government that if the united states is to attack them he will call ahead and warn them now there was never going to be an attack Donald right, Trump right. was never going to attack China because, yeah. you know, the election was robbed, which is what the allegation is here and what the left is saying. Well, it could have happened. Trump, you know, they had to, they had to childproof the nuclear football in yeah. order to stop Trump from throwing a temper tantrum and launching at China. It was never going to happen, but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, back-channeled the Chinese communist government and told them, don't worry, I got your back. Is Mark Milley a traitor? Is this literally, you know, a lot of times that word gets thrown around. Is this literally treasonous?
3: Here's the first question. Who elected Mark Milley? Nobody. When was his name ever on a ballot? The way our great system works is the person whose name is on the ballot for for the office of President of the United States, when that person is elected, he or she, whoever, but he in this situation is the commander-in-chief. Mark Milley is not. So that, to me, is the, the sort of the, the, the fundamental thing. here. And then there's just this overall attitude the leftists had that, oh, President Trump was dangerous. I'll tell you what, the thousands of rockets uh, fired on our friend and ally Israel didn't happen under President Trump. But what did happen under President Trump is the embassies in Jerusalem and, and the Abraham Accords happened. You, you know, it's, it's amazing how the left. What didn't happen under President Trump is this debacle of a withdrawal from Af- Afghanistan. I mean, think about this, Bob. 13 service members gave their lives for our country, one from the 4th District of Ohio. Amazing individual, Max Soviak. I mean, 13 individuals give their lives for the country, Uh, Americans left behind, allies left behind, $90 billion of equipment and weapons left behind. And we learned just two days ago when my good friend Scott Perry was questioning Secretary of State uh, 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 Blinken how many of the thousands and thousands of Afghans who are brought to the country have actually met the qualifications of special immigrant visas. And he said 60,000, well, maybe some of them have. What's that mean? Two out of 60? I don't know what that number is, but there's a large number that hasn't. So who gave us all that? And yet here we have Mark Milley supposedly saying, if you can trust Bob Woodward, supposedly saying that, that this took place. I mean, this is dangerous stuff. The commander in chief is the commander in chief.
2: Not one head has rolled uh, as a result of that Afghanistan disastrous uh, pullout. And um, uh, no accountability is forthcoming. And it is extraordinary. And uh, we'll talk more about that and so much more. Congressman Jim Jordan is in studio. He's the co host today and he's going to take your calls. I see the phone lines are full. We're coming to your calls for Congressman Jordan next on AM 1420, The Answer. The oh. Right, we continue now on AM 1420. The answer, it's 925. Uh, my special guest in studio, co-host, if you will, is Congressman <laughs> Jim Jordan. He wanted to hear from his constituents. He wants to know what you want to know, and he wants to provide that for you. So whatever questions you have about what's going on in our Congress, and we're going to talk vaccines, we're going to talk about mandates, we're going to talk about military disasters, and uh, and so much more. I've got a ton of questions for him, but right now, yours take precedence. So we're going to go right to the top. Robin was the first in in Cleveland, Robin, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Congressman Jordan, is here. Go right ahead.
5: Good morning. Good morning. Hey. I'm so honored to talk to both of you. I, um, um, I uh, am very, very concerned about my job. I refuse to take the vaccine because I don't think it's effective and I don't think it's safe. My husband and I are both not taking it. We've already had COVID. We already have the antibodies. And yep. um, I work for a company that has over a hundred employees and. I'm really concerned for our jobs, and I don't know what to do when push comes to shove. We got an email last week, or um, I'm sorry, this Tuesday from my my HR department, strongly urging us three different times in the email to get the vaccine. But they said at this point they're not mandating it. But they told us three times in the email that they recommend getting the vaccine.
3: Good, Congressman. I would just, Robin, thank you. Uh, look, I, this is, um, I'm hearing from everyone, uh, from employers. I got an employer who called me the other night, the day that, you know, the president made his an announcement, uh, called me the other night and says he has over 600 employees, um, 60% of them not vaccinated. And so he says, and and most of those people are just like Robin. They they don't they don't, they don't want to get it. They're probably and they're probably just like Robin. They've already had COVID, so they have you know natural immunity. This idea that we're not going to account for natural immunity is the dumbest, crazy. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to. I think all kinds of scientists. I heard uh, Dr. McCrary on on uh, on on uh, a Clay and Buck show the other day say, saying the same thing. The idea that you don't account for that when studies seem to indicate that, that, that immunity could be stronger than anything the vaccine provides. So th- this makes no sense to me. I think you're going to, the, the outrage is there. Certainly every Republican in Congress is, a, is opposed to this. Uh, it may have to get settled in the courts. I would love to see the courts actually stay this. Uh, courts step in and say, no, until we have this litigated, we're not going to let it be implemented. I don't know if that'll happen, but that'd be the, the best solution. But to, on a practical standpoint, from a practical standpoint, I just don't know how employers can do it there there's no way this the the guy the guy I referenced who, who called me last week in our district there's there's no way he can function if if like those people can't yeah how does he run his business
2: yeah if they all have to leave oh. uh or else he gets fined um then what do they do? You know what i heard uh and this is just kind of spitballing I heard somebody talk about uh, a business owners who who had two hundred uh employees who said. They're going to consider yep,
3: I know what you're breaking saying. their
2: corporation yep. or company into two different branches, two different employers, essentially. Yep. One with ninety nine, another with ninety nine, or whatever the case may be, in order to stay under that threshold so that the people can have their freedom.
3: Yep. And if you got one hundred and two people in your business, you won't do that. You'll go to ninety nine. Right. Then we, you're going to lay saw, three people off. We saw this off, phenomenon right. under Obamacare when it first came in. You know, when when liberal crazy policies uh, come into place that limit freedom, people 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 adjust. So there's the practical business side of this. But the more fundamental issue is what this means to our liberty, to our freedom. And that that's the part that bothers me that's, just as much.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, attorneys general uh, across the country have already filed suits yep. to stop this, as well as different employers have have retained counsel to file lawsuits to stop this. I know Charlie Kirk, who uh, runs uh, Turning Point USA, yep. 200 people, he said works for him. They're filing a law. So, so this is going to play out in the courts, but that's going to take a long time, obviously, before it eventually gets to the Supreme Court, which it's almost guaranteed to do. But aside from the legal part of this, from the principle of liberty congress i played this monday morning because i wasn't on friday i was off friday he made the announcement biden did on thursday so the first time i had a chance to address it was monday i played the soviet national anthem on these airwaves Uh, and and i and, and it literally fit as joe biden spoke and made these announcements what what he is telling us is that employers in a free nation do not have the freedom to run their businesses as they wish, and the employees do not have the freedom to make their own health decisions. And by the way, not only can you not work, you can't travel, you can't get on an airplane. In right. certain cities, you can't go into a restaurant or, a, or an arena for a concert or a game. Yeah. Congressman, that's... That's communist China.
3: No, it's scary. That's
2: communist Russia. It's scary. And they,
3: and they, and they've gradually done this over the last eight months. Remember when Joe Biden first took office, he said, There's no way we will, we'll have a vaccine mandate. Dr. Fauci, the all knowing Reverend Dr. Fauci said, There's no way we'll have a vaccine mandate. Nancy Pelosi said, There's no way we'll have a vaccine mandate. But they, they've just slowly moved to take more and more of our freedoms away. Every single liberty, and we've talked about this on your show, Bob. Every single liberty we enjoy under the First Amendment has been assaulted over the last eight months. Every single one. You're right. Now, here they come and saying, if you don't put a substance into your body, even if you've already had the virus and therefore have natural immunity, if you don't do that, there are going to be real consequences for you and your employer. That is unbelievable. Staggering. This is why, where we started the program this morning, this is why every single American needs to step up, speak out. When anything like this, when someone gets attacked, step up to their defense. We have to do this. I think if we all speak out, I think there's a good chance we're going to be able to going to be able to change
2: this. It is 9.30 and time for our news. On the other side, we continue with your phone calls for Congressman Jim Jordan, live in studio on AM 1420
0: The Answer. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth You are experiencing the truth, the Bob France Authority, on AM 1420, The Answer.
2: Suddenly, I am not the authority in the room. Not today, anyway, uh, because Congressman Jim Jordan is in the room. He is across the uh, desk from me, and he is uh, our co-host for the day, taking your phone calls. If you've ever wanted to ask Jim Jordan a question, specifically, about his role in Congress or anything going on, you can do that. And if you've ever just wanted to talk to Congress, he'll be the face of Congress at least for the next hour and a half. Uh, let's go to uh, Dave and Avon Lake. Dave, thanks for joining us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, you're on with Congressman Jordan. Go right ahead.
4: Hi, good morning to both of you, and thanks hey. for taking my call. You bet, um, Congressman. Uh, always respect you. Love when uh, watching you on your committees when you hand people you there. You know what when you uh, when you grill them. Um, so, as a veteran and someone who yeah. fought for the freedom of this country, um, it, it absolutely sickens me to watch those freedoms be taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm curious, um, my, my wife works in the healthcare field, who, you know, she's getting ready to uh, make that decision take the poison or find another job. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's probably going to be too late for people like my wife and, and your first caller, Robin. To, to get tied up in all these legalities and, and, and this and that. Mm-hmm. So so as someone who's respected on Congress and things like that, are, are there individuals, my wife, um, Robin, um, can take without waiting for that legal system. And, and, you know, we have this livelihood and, well, and this is nothing but coercion. Yeah. It, 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 that, that's all it is. So, so
3: one of the things I've done, uh, all good points. Thank you for your service to our country. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what's happening to the military right now? People are, I got I this morning I got a text, uh, uh, first thing this morning I got a text from a dad whose son is, they're telling his son, you're going to have to be dishonorably discharged. You're going to have to leave the military if you don't get the, the the vaccine. So, um, but one of the things that happened is you're going to see business groups. I talked with the head of the NFIB, um, National Federation of Independent Business Owners, and, and say they're concerned about this. Um, the, the associations that deal with the economy, because right now, remember, Right now, it's tough to find people to work. Every single employer I talk to cannot find enough employees. They're wanting to expand. They're wanting to hire people. They can't find it. Yeah, how many, how many times have you driven into a fast food place and you think you're going to walk in and order your food inside and use the restroom maybe and you can't get in the door because we're having staffing concerns. You only have to, you can only go through the drive through. We've had that happen to us several times as we're out and about traveling across our district. So, uh, there's those practical concerns. You're going to see business groups step up. I think there's going to be such a pushback. That we have a good chance of stopping this. That's that's my attitude. Um, I mean, I think that's just the American attitude. We we, we got to do that. The one thing I will go back to Robin real quick, and then uh, sure, uh, sure, uh, Bob. What remember what what Kamala Harris tweeted out a couple of days ago? She said we need this vaccine mandate to protect the vaccinated. And I and I we tweeted out we said, well, if the vaccine protects, why do we need to protect the vaccinated? It, it, this makes no sense where they're, where they're, where they're going with the policy. I'm all for getting the vaccine if you want to get the vaccine. But if you've had COVID, why in the world you have natural immunity? Why in the world would you do that? And why would we have a policy that's going to use OSHA, the heavy hand of OSHA to, to regulate businesses and find businesses if their employees don't do it at a time? when we can't find enough people to work anyway. It makes
2: no sense. Well, you know, I, I want to be specific on people who can't, or we can't find enough people to work. The The, the real interesting part here is the healthcare workers. Great healthcare point. workers across the country, we've been told we need more of them because of yep. this incredible crush of the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. We need more healthcare workers. But if you are a healthcare worker and you don't get vaccinated, you're fired. So they're literally throwing people out of the healthcare Crazy. industry, healthcare you know profession, uh, because they won't take the vaccine and then they're complaining that we don't have enough healthcare workers to deal with these people and we have to get everybody vaccinated. Here's what I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, and they were calling them heroes. That's was, right. Because they were. A year ago they were heroes. Today. Today they're, they're fired. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Uh, here's what I want, Congressman Jordan, and, and please speak to this. I want them to be honest with us about the real, the real threat of this pandemic. Now, The Atlantic, you're probably familiar with The Atlantic. It's a left-wing yep, publication. Sure it is. There's no question about it. But. When you start to see this, did you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The report that, uh, the study yeah. that they reported on, they have found that the number of people being hospitalized, roughly half of them are in the hospital showing COVID, uh, you know, presenting with COVID um, and having either mild symptoms or are completely asymptomatic. So somebody's coming in, they're testing positive for COVID and they're throwing them into a bed, whether they need one or not, yeah. so that they can show overstocked or overfilled hospitals and, and, you know, lack of resources and lack of room. They're literally lying to us about people that need to be hospitalized. Also, according to this report, extremely important, um, up to 57% of vaccinated people Who who are testing positive are asymptomatic. They're there for something different. They're 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 in for for a procedure. They're going into the hospital, and then while you're there, because it's a matter of course, we're testing for COVID. Oh, you have COVID, so they check it as as what a COVID hospitalization. Right, and then they throw these numbers at us and and try to fear. You know, this is the the fear campaign in order to make everybody in America take this shot. What is the what is their goal here?
3: Well, I mean, uh, we we would. I think most of us Americans, most of your listeners, would probably call that for what it is. That's that's called lying to the American people. <clears throat> and what's the motivation behind lying? It seems to me the only motivation is they want the fear. They want the fear so they can get more control. They want to move in this this leftist direction that we've talking about. We've uh, been talking about. That's frightening. But I don't know what else you can say. Their motivation is because they're not giving us the the the, the facts in a in a, a straightforward manner. They're skewing. The information and that is, um, that's a disservice to all of us. I, I, I come back to this because I've been hung up on this now about the last week. The reluctance to even talk about natural immunity. I mean, think about this. If, if everything is so great, if Dr. Fauci is so wonderful, why is it that today? So let, let's go back one year ago. So September, September 15th, 2020, um, how many Americans had the vaccine a year ago today, Bob?
2: Um, none.
3: None. None. Right? Yeah. Okay, but today we have, what, 200 million Americans have got at least one dose, and we have tens of millions of Americans, maybe even Hundreds. Yeah, who've had had COVID. And recovered from it. Okay, so why is it now that if if everything is so wonderful, Dr. Fauci, why is it now September 15th, after eight months of the vaccine, why is it that caseloads are up 300%? Why is that? And maybe it's some of, maybe it's due to some of the data you just described that people are getting labeled as COVID when, when they may have it, but there's no symptoms. But the fact is, if the vaccine is so amazing, why, why, why are we having a 300% increase in cases today when we have the vaccine and we have millions of Americans with natural immunity as compared to one year ago when we didn't have the vaccine and we had a lot less americans who had had natural and
2: the and the answer to that question has been given by numerous medical professionals who are all dismissed as being quacks because they (laughs) what they have said is this is a respiratory disease a respiratory virus rather which just like influenza changes and and has different variants and and no vaccine is capable of adjusting to all those you know what vaccine is the one that's in your body, yes. the immune system yes. is designed yes. to account for those variants. Yes. Now, back to your other point about um, why are they ignoring the, those who have recovered and have the natural antibodies. Um, this was one of the best exchanges that I've heard. Dr. Fauci yep. being challenged mm-hmm. by left-wing doctor, and I, it's weird to say that, but Sanjay Gupta is, right. is kind of all in on this with CNN. Dr. Gupta asks Dr. Fauci, how do, you, what do you, how do you convince people who have already had it that they should take the vaccine? And listen to Fauci being honest for maybe the only time in this entire pandemic uh, time period.
5: And basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection, even better than the vaccines alone. Um, how, what, do, what are people to make of that? So, so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID. I'm protected, and now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them?
0: You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. That's something that we're going to have to discuss regarding the durability of the response.
2: So he admitted it. I don't really have an answer as to why people who are vaccinated or who are already naturally inoculated by recovering from the virus, having the antibodies, having the T cells. I don't know why they should get the vaccine, but I'm telling them to anyway. And if you don't show that passport, that vaccine passport, you don't get to fly. Yeah. Uh, He's admitting the science isn't with him on this, but yet they continue along this course. Well, and it's also the first time in
3: in, in a year and a half where, where Dr. Fauci didn't have an answer. That's the other part that just bugs the heck out of I me. Mean, this guy, he could he could advise us on, on – he, he tried to advise us on how to throw out a first pitch, but it was the worst one in the, in the history of first pitches. <laughs> he tried to advise us on – he told initially said you could go on cruise ships, then he changed his mind there. He, he was trying to say you could go uh, – the dating apps. He was advising on dating apps. And then mask – no mask, one mask, two mask, one mask, no mask, back to one mask. I mean, he's been all over the place, so he's given his opinion, his thoughts on everything. But on the fundamental question, oh, I'll have to get back to you, which yeah. tells you – that, that, that everything we, we, we've been saying about this natural immunity is right, and Dr. Fauci is afraid to say the truth.
2: No question about it. Let's continue. Uh, we'll go to Chesterland next. Tim, you're on AM 1420, The Answer, with Congressman Jim Jordan. Go right ahead, Tim.
5: Good morning, gentlemen. It's a, an honor to be speaking with you, Congressman Jordan.
2: Thank you, And
5: uh, I wish you were my congressman. With that being said, I would just like to know why the, uh, the, the, the uh, Congress has not been speaking out uh, at all about what Biden has been doing. He is, he is in total contrary to his oath of office to uphold, protect, and preserve our Constitution. Mm-hmm. And that isn't that a crime? Couldn't uh, legal action be taken against him for that, or, and or uh, for uh, not abiding by his oath of office and allowing uh, the
4: uh, illegal
5: well, invaders to come across our border? Yeah. A cease and desist order, perhaps. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah so. Which is- yeah, th- thank you, Tim. Uh, well, there, there are two, two courses of action that, that could be undertaken. Uh, one is, is impeachment process of Congress. Uh, there are some of my colleagues who are looking at this and, and, and looking at drafting certain resolutions and articles. Um, and then, of course, is the 25th Amendment, which would have to come from, uh, majority of the cabinet members in his administration. Um, and then I guess there's, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess there's a third option, which is if Joe Biden was, was really, frankly, step back and w- would look at things, he should resign. So I have been reluctant to talk about resignation until that press conference 2 weeks ago uh right at the sort of there with when when the Afghanistan debacle was happening and if you watch that press conference I think any logical reasoning American would would conclude that this gentleman is just not up to the job. So I don't, I've been reluctant to call for him to resign because is that about
2: the time when Stephanopoulos asked him about the Afghans yeah. holding yeah. onto the plane and, yeah. and falling yeah. to their deaths? And he said, That was four or five days ago. Yeah.
3: Dismissing it yeah. that, that whole week, if you, as so many Americans were doing, you watched this, i have been reluctant to say it just because he's the commander in chief. He's the president of the greatest country ever. And you want your president, even if you disagree with his policy positions, you still want him to succeed for the sake of the country. But after that press conference, I, I called for him to resign. I just I, I don't know how he's just not up to the job, and I think everyone everyone sees that. Um, the caller Tim is right when he says this administration has done everything wrong. I mean, I, I, the border. I, I probably say this every interview I do just to emphasize how bad it is. March was the highest month on record for illegal crossings until the month of April. April was the highest until the month of May. May was the highest until the month of June. June was the highest until the month of July, when 212,000 illegal encounters on our border record record number. My guess is when we get the August numbers, they'll be higher yet. So, th- the only conclusion you can reach is the conclusion Tim reached, which is this is deliberate, this is intentional. They don't want a border; they want the borderless hemisphere. Clinton always talked about, yeah. which is which is again an abdication of your duty as commander in chief and, and and president of the United States. So. Um, but again, these are Democrats. I doubt that he'll resign. I doubt that the cabinet will step forward. Uh, we can call for, uh, call for it and continue to talk about it. We're just going to have to beat him in the 22 election so we can totally or have a much better chance of, of limiting what they do.
2: Just for the sake of the conversation, let's suppose Joe Biden had an epiphany and Jim Jordan's right. I'm just not handling this right. For the good of my country, I'm going to resign. That brings President Harris to the front. Yeah. She's the one who has been tasked... With handling the border that you just described on the month by month basis. She has done nothing. She hasn't even visited it. Don't tell me that she went down to uh yeah. uh where, where did she go? Uh yeah. El Paso, yeah, I yeah, think. She didn't
3: go to the border, she, she went to one of those yeah, the, the, she, the border it, locations. Which, inland. which which is yeah. which
2: is a hundred miles away from the yep. from the real where the real crisis is. She hasn't even done a thing with the one task that she has been given, Congressman. So is this country any safer, any better, any more protected <laughs> The you know, with the President well, Harris than it would be with a President Biden? I almost well, think he might be the best, lesser. I I mean, we've,
3: we've all seen where where Joe Biden where they cut his mic off the other day where um, he says well they told me to call on so and so I mean when that happens you yeah. you know you know Bob what's behind all that is that's because they've talked to that reporter said you're going to ask the question about subject A and if you if you uh, agree to ask the question about that we'll put you as number two in the list of questions he's going to take three qu-. I mean it's all
2: choreographed right so um he's just saying out loud the stuff he's not supposed to which is they told me to call on you yeah it's like, and, and a month ago congressman in the same vein do you remember um a reporter asked a question on his own and then he said well i think the question is supposed to be blank and then he answered that one he yeah. literally kind of says out loud you know on his cue cards or on this teleprompter it says walk away and he says i'm supposed to walk away now he says it out
3: loud i know it's 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 embarrassing there's, there's something it's, wrong up there it's scary um and, and I guess maybe the most frightening aspect of it all is, is, is uh, Putin sees the same thing we see. Uh, Xi sees the well, same thing that we yeah. see. Um, and that's, that's scary. And so that's why, uh, even if it is Harris, if, at least Harris understands that, you know, she could read the notes and, and, and do a much better job, of, I think, of, of handling that, 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 kind of, that kind of situation, even though she hasn't approached so the task of So board, she's like better
2: so. for the office of president in that regard, but she's no better for the people. Because again, well, she's still
3: leftist, so I mean that's the scary part. And she, well,
2: and she's, she's she's been further left while she in her time, and now she's, she hasn't been there as long as Biden. But in her time in the Senate, she proved to be further left than Biden anyway. Oh yeah, I mean she, she was the she was the Senate sponsor of the Green New Deal for crying out loud. You know yeah. AOC in the House side. All right, it's nine fifty two. We'll take a time out here. Uh, plenty of phone calls still to come. If you're on hold, stay there. If you're not on hold, just keep hitting redial because the line will open up eventually, but we got a lot of people who have questions for Jim Jordan, our elected representative in the 4th uh, Congressional District here in Ohio in studio with us on AM 1420 The Answer.
0: First station is now the answer for Northeast Ohio. We're AM 1420, the answer.
2: Okay, we continue now at 9.56. Congressman Jim Jordan is co-hosting with me today. i got to let you bring us back from a break one of these times, co-host. No, 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 I'm going to no, put no, you no. to work here. Uh, no, he's uh, answering your questions. Uh, if you are a constituent, terrific. If not, and you just want to talk to Congress, he is playing that role for you today, representing all of Congress here uh, on our program. Navy man Norm is calling us from Strongsville. Mm-hmm. And uh, Norm, you are on with Congressman Jordan. Go ahead, sir.
5: Jim, you're doing a great job. I have two questions for no, One's a statement. The same people who brought you the death panels in Obamacare are now bringing us forced mandates with for this uh, non-workable vaccine. But my other question is this. In the Punic Wars, Cato the censor, Roman senator, every day opened up his session with Carthage must be destroyed. Now, my question is this. Why don't you... Every Republican congressman, every Republican senator asked this simple question. Who are they? And that they are the people behind the curtain that are pulling the strings on the puppet known as Joe Biden. Who are they? Yeah. They told me to stand here. They told me not to ask this hmm. question. They told me, I want to see that every day. Anytime you meet a media person, I want to know. Who are they? Yeah, is it Obama? Is it Susan Rice? Is it Xi Jinping? I want to know who are they behind Biden. Yeah, we didn't elect. Great question.
2: Great, great question, Norm. Let's give the Congressman a couple of minutes to No, no, to respond it, is a,
3: it is a great question. It's probably the number one question I get. Well, I get two questions now. I get questions about the in- <laughs> uh, uh, integrity of our election process, and I get questions about, about, you know, who's actually making decisions, who's in charge. I will tell you on foreign policy, I think we know who it is. It's the same people who made decisions back in the Obama administration that led to the the tragedy that, that took place on September 11, 2012 in, in Benghazi, it's, it's Blinken, it's, it's Bill Burns, it's Wendy Sherman, it's Susan Rice, it's, it's Jake Sullivan. They're the same people who made all the decisions in the Afghanistan um, debacle as, as, as well. So uh, I, I will tell you, foreign policy, it's, it's those individuals um, who runs the day-to-day. Certainly the chief of staff, Ron Klain, has, I, I think, influence. But I don't know. I don't go to the White House anymore. I used to go there all the time in the previous administration. I don't go, so I don't. I don't know the inner workings there. Who's making? What we do know is the guy who's got the title and who was name whose name was on the ballot. uh Sure doesn't seem to be capable of making the kind of decisions you have to make, and the the, the kind of, uh, of 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 work ethic and and focus you need to be commander in chief and president of the United States. So. That's 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 a concern there. I don't know who it is other than the, the names I gave you with with the foreign policy decisions. But the American people deserve to know who, in fact, is making decisions that impact their lives and impacts the
2: security of our great country. Yeah, I I think just the most troubling thing is as I said before that he's saying out loud the things that are supposed to be parenthetical. Yep. You know, on his little notes there, you know, yeah. it says just walk away, don't take any questions. He actually says, "Okay, I'm supposed to walk away now." He says it out loud, indicating that he is being, you know, puppeteered. Somebody is is literally pulling those strings. Yeah. Or maybe worse, he's a hand puppet and that would be less comfortable. Yeah. Uh but you understand the point here. Uh you know, he's not he's not making his own mind up about, I'm going to answer you, uh, Peter or right. I'm going to answer you, a reporter from Newsmax or from CNN. He's doing what he's told to do, and that's a very valid question. And Who's telling you what to do?
3: Yeah, I would guess Jin J- is involved in this, too, the communications team, because they always are. Yeah. Um, But what a contrast. What a contrast to when President Trump would walk out of the White House on his way to stepping on the Marine One and just decide to wing it and take take questions from the press and then the next thing you know he's standing there for 45 minutes to an hour impromptu just just reacting and yep. t- which is always in our system that is a measure of the competency and the, the 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 ability of that individual to handle the job right and yet Joe Biden never does it never does it um That tells us everything.
2: It's it's transparency, which is one thing, which President Trump was the most transparent president in history, obviously. And as you said, the ability to handle things off the cuff, things that you don't expect, things that are impromptu, things that might be considered emergencies, things that might be considered crises. How can you handle that? And President Trump has said, I'll take on all comers. I'll handle every single one of them. Joe Biden says, well, Joe Biden's handlers tell him, no way you are doing anything off the cuff. He didn't even speak live on 9-11. They had to pre-record something so they could make sure he got a good take and it edited uh, for for him, uh, you know, for his uh, presidential speech to be given about 9-11. He would not speak live. Think about that for a moment. And
3: again, contrasted to what President Trump did. Showed up unannounced without telling the media. Shows up to yeah. talk to the firefighters, the first responders, and the police officers who risked their lives and did so much and continue
2: to do so much for us. What a contrast. We've got more with Congressman Jim Jordan taking your calls and questions coming up after the news on AM 1420 The Answer.